Welcome, 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 and welcome you to yet another episode of the Unpopular Podcast. It's your boy Jalen, and first off, Happy Memorial's Day! Happy Memorial Days to all the families that have, or unfortunately, lost people in war or the military or whatever. I want to wish y'all a Happy Memorial's Day. I want to thank you guys for rocking with me. This is again the Unpopular Podcast with your boy Jalen, and the NBA Finals is here, man. And I've been I've been bragging all week, man. If you go back to episode 19 where I did my NBA special, I said that it was going to be the Golden State Warriors against the Toronto Raptors in the NBA Finals. And what do we have here? We have the Golden State Warriors against the Toronto Raptors in the NBA Finals. I didn't want to, I don't want to say I'm not calling myself a clairvoyant. <laughs> I'm not saying I I, I can see can see in the future i'm not saying that i'm not saying that but what i am saying is that your boy caught it your boy caught it and i caught it a while ago too i didn't just call it like last week but you know first of all let me let me start by saying Kawhi leonard is the greatest raptor to ever play yes he's better than vince carter yes he's better than chris bosh and he is definitely better than demar Derozan. Kawhi leonard did something in one year that DeMar DeRozan couldn't do in nine years. Vince Carter couldn't do. And he had a solid team. And Chris Bosh couldn't do. Now, that team was kind of trash. But he he propelled Toronto to the NBA Finals. I'm not going to lie to you. It was, it, was looking, it was looking pretty bad after the first two games when... While the Raptors could have won those games, because they were definitely up in game one at least, the Bucks just look like the Bucks. The Bucks look resilient like they've done or like they have been all year. And Toronto's, God, Toronto's supporting cast was playing like pure garbage, man. And, and I was, I was, I didn't go out and say, hey, the Bucks are going to win this. I was still, I was a little worried. I was a little worried, like, damn, maybe my pick. Isn't going to go through. But here we are. Kawhi Leonard proved yet again why he is a top three player in the league. Man, Kawhi Leonard is so good, bro. Like, I'm not, I'm not like part of Kawhi Leonard's fan club, but I recognize greatness when I see it. Kawhi Leonard, he doesn't talk much. He dunks on people and doesn't celebrate, which I don't know how you could do that. I, I, I never dunked on anybody. I don't, <laughs> I know myself. I, there's no way in heaven or hell I can dunk on somebody and not celebrate. 
But Kawhi Leonard did he he <laughs> he brought a nation to he brought the the nation of Canada to the NBA Finals. NBA Finals start on Thursday, uh, and it's 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 you know one thing that you realize from winning and losing is that how people how narratives turn, you know. So. Before the playoffs and, and before this series, everybody was talking about how Giannis is unstoppable. Hell, Giannis even said, I don't think there's anybody in the league that could stop me, which is which is understandable. He can he can he can get from one side of the floor to the other side in four four steps, four dribbles. Giannis is long as hell and he's he's huge. He will be the MVP this year. But we sit here today. We all knew in the beginning of the year Giannis didn't have a jump shot. We knew at the beginning of the year Giannis wasn't the best passer. We knew at the beginning of the year that if you pack the paint on Giannis, it hampers and limits him drastically. We knew that. We all knew that. Yet, it's crazy how we blast him now <laughs> that he lost. To honestly, and, and, and let's be let's let's keep it a bean, bro. He lost to a better team. Yes, the Toronto, I mean the the Milwaukee Bucks had a better record and they had the best record in the league. But you look from top to bottom: Giannis, Kawhi, Eric Bledsoe, Kyle Lowry, Pascal Siakam, Brooke Lopez, or Chris Middleton. Either you can say that these teams are equal, or I can argue that the Raptors have a better all-around team. They just, Kawhi Leonard missed like, what, 25 games this year? Due to load management and rest and stuff? So it's just funny how now we kill or we're really pointing out Giannis's flaws, which he's had the same flaws the whole year. It's just he was playing the regular season. It was a little surprising that the stat came out that the Bucks didn't lose two games in a row the or more than two games in a row the entire year and they just lost four straight that's really a testament to Kawhi Leonard and his defense and how great Kawhi is to go back you know to bring the point back home Kawhi Leonard is incredible I it <laughs> again I don't see how you can you can have a personality like that very stoic very you know straight to the point not over not over happy not not he doesn't do anything and he still hoops like that again i don't see how you can dunk on somebody and not just ah i would or at least laugh in their face or something quietly just does that that white boy uh fist pump and keep it moving i don't see how you do that but the Toronto Raptors fought there, they, and they had, they had a tough, tough road. Yeah, the Magic wasn't tough at all. I mean, they beat them in f- five games; should have been four. But then you go against arguably the second best starting five in the league in Philly, and you handle their you handle them in, f- in seven games. We all know the incredible Kawhi Leonard shot. That heard and bounced all over the damn world. 
And then you go up against the number one team uh, statistically. Well, I mean, yeah, number one team statistically, number one team record-wise in the league in, in Milwaukee Bucks, and you beat them. In six games, you beat the the MVP more more than likely. And you handle them too. Like it Kendrick Perkins says something, which I didn't believe at the time until I saw the game. Toronto really snatched their soul. You know, you you can tell when a team, you know, you're playing well. And Toronto was playing garbage the first half or first first quarter at least. I think they were down like fifth in fact, they were down fifteen the second half too, or thirteen the second half. But you can tell the the makeup of a team and how psychologically you you know how how you have them psychologically in the weighing moments or when things get tight when you're up 15 and all of a sudden you look up and you're down six or you you have a team up you know you're up on a team by 13 you look up and now the game's tied you can really tell which team, like, where you have the mindset of a team? Some teams, like, all right, let's get together. Let's just let's just take it home. We just had a fifteen point lead. Let's bring it back up to to ten. Some teams, like, dog, how the hell did they come back from fifteen down and now it's tied? And then they just they tuck their tails behind their legs or between their legs and they dip. And that's what it looked like. Everybody outside of Giannis did for Milwaukee. Giannis went out fighting. The problem with Giannis, though, is like I said, he can't really shoot. So you once you crowd the paint, it's a wrap. I think I think there was a stat to say Giannis shot like like nine for for twenty seven or nine for twenty eight from outside the paint. That's horrible. Giannis has some work to do, but it's not just Giannis. Chris Middleton's an all-star. The man had six points one game. You, I, Chris Middleton is your best person to, sh- your best shooter, pretty much, outside of Brooke Lopez and Miritich. And he's an all-star. You expect more. You know how I, and I'm, I'm, I'm right with it, I kill Kyle Lowry for being trashed. <laughs> Chris Middleton was trashed this series. Chris Middleton wasn't good this entire playoffs. Yeah, one or two solid games against Orlando, one or two solid games against Philly, but you need to be better than that. Not Philly. I'm sorry. You, he had he had a couple solid games against Detroit, and he had a couple solid games against uh, Boston. But you need to be better than you're an all-star. Again, I, I would be a hypocrite if I come and always bash Kyle Lowry and don't bash some, another all-star who just who just disappeared. There's, you know, I think Milwaukee is one piece away, but it's going to be hard to find that one piece because after they re-sign, they're going to try to re-sign everybody, which they can. They have a lot of free agents on their books. They're going to try to re-sign everybody, and once once they do that, it's, it's going to be hard to get a, a, a scoring free agent. Like, I don't know who said it. I think Seth Greenberg said it 
on ESPN, but a a great, great free agent gift for them would be a Kimball Walker, like a, a, a player that can just go and get a bucket. Or like a Kyrie Irving. Again, I don't think they're going to get Kimba nor Kyrie. But those would be great, great pieces. A, a, a guard that can just put their head down, go get a bucket, put the ball on the ground, give you 40 easily. That would be good for Milwaukee. Especially if Giannis still doesn't have a shot. Now, do I think Giannis will develop a shot in maybe two, three years? Yes. It's not like Ben Simmons. Giannis was nothing like he is now when he came into the league he wasn't this strong he wasn't this offensively gifted he wasn't this defensively gifted he wasn't this freak of nature he was just some tall ass nigga that we that we've seen but he was lanky you know he was like a like a better thon maker but he developed he worked on his body he got in the gym he worked on his game and now he is about to be mvp so I think he has the work work ethic to get better and to develop a shot. And I think he will develop a shot. Unlike Ben Simmons, who Ben Simmons looked exactly the same from year one to year two. Giannis looked drastically different from year one to year two. Not saying he was the Giannis that he is today, but he was better. Ben Simmons is exactly the same. And I'm not taking no shots at Ben Simmons. Yeah, yeah. But I got to give credit, man. I got to give credit to the Raptors. I See, I thought that they were going to make it to the finals because not only did they have Kawhi and the East was easier this year or it was seen to be easier this year, but if you look at their team, they had one of, and it showed, one of the best defensive teams in the league. Kawhi Leonard, Danny Green. Pascal Siakam, Kyle Lowry, Serge Ibaka. I thought OG was going to play, but he he's not. And they had, well, Valanciunas ain't no defender, but. And then Marcus Gasol get was huge. I don't know how big Marcus Gasol is going to be in the finals, <laughs> but he was huge this series. The games that he struggled are the games they lost. It's going to, again, I got to tip my hat to Toronto. Because nobody, except for me, (laughs) thought they were going to make it out the the playoffs. I mean, thought they were going to make it out the the East. Especially with the, the, the Boston Celtics having that stacked team. Or... Philly having, like I said, arguably the second best or arguably one of the best starting fives in the league. Or Milwaukee. Again, having the best record in the league, having the point, having the the MVP in Giannis Antetokounmpo. Kawhi Leonard showed just how great Kawhi Leonard is. Kawhi Leonard's averaging, what, like 38 points or 35 points? That's incredible. 35 points against the league MVP. And no, I'm not saying Giannis is overrated because he's not. It's just, he. there's levels, you know. I think that there's tiers. You know, there's there's the, the tier one, which I think is only two people. I think that is Kevin Durant when healthy. 
and LeBron James went healthy. I think if you ask me right now, Kevin Durant is better than LeBron. But those are the tier ones. Then you have the tier twos, if you ask me. That's the Kawhi Leonard's. That's the Giannis Antetokounmpo. That's Steph Curry. That's James Harden. That might be the only tier twos. Those four. And then you have the tier threes. The Russell Westbrooks. The Joel Embiid's. The Kyrie, Kyrie Irving's. Giannis, a tier, to me, a tier two guy until he develops a jump shot. Lost to another tier, tier two guy in Kawhi Leonard. And and one thing I'm gonna do, I want to say before I move on is, I put this on Twitter. I understand that you're frustrated when you lose. Trust me, I do. I I've lost several times and I've been pissed. I want to talk to nobody. I get that. But they killed Cam Newton. Right, they killed Cam Newton for walking out of a presser after they lost the Super Bowl to the Broncos. I think he answered like one or two questions with like one word answers and then dipped. And they can oh Cam Newton's not a can't be a winner. Cam Newton, Cam Newton, uh, he's a terrible leader. This, that, and the third. Giannis did the same thing, and all I'm hearing is, well, I understand, you know, it's competitive and. He put his heart out. He was a competitor. Oh, man. You see how the the, the media, the, the narrative and how, how they switch things. Giannis was just Giannis did the same exact thing Cam Newton did. Yet the 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 perception is completely different. Maybe because their personalities are different. Shit. I don't know. But that's that's just crazy to me. That's crazy. And also, do I, while we're giving credit to Toronto for making it to the finals, uh, I don't know how they're going to fare <laughs> with going against Golden State. Yes, Golden State will probably be without Kevin Durant at least the first two games. But the way they say he's still limping, so I don't, I don't even know. We'll see him this series. I hope we do, but I don't know. But I saw a lot with in this uh, Toronto-Milwaukee series. I saw that if Kawhi Leonard's not having a crazy game, they're not going to win the game. Their supporting cast struggled to step up in the Eastern Conference Finals. And they were, this is, uh, most of the supporting cast has been Two finals, and you know, Danny Green's been to the finals a couple times. Kyle Lowry's been to the Eastern Conference finals a couple times. Uh, Marcus Saul has been deep in the playoffs. Of course, we know about Kawhi Leonard, but they, if, if Kawhi's not going off, they struggled. And look at most of the games they won, they had double digit deficits they had to come up from. Like I said, game six, they were down at least 15 points, I believe, a couple times. And the, the thing that really did Milwaukee in was Milwaukee just wasn't hitting shots. Eric Bledsoe had one of the worst 
playoff rounds I've seen in a while. That man couldn't hit a rock, couldn't throw a rock in the ocean. The thing that Milwaukee struggled with the most, which was shooting, is the thing that Golden State excels at the best. Kyle Lowry didn't really have to do much because Eric Bledsoe wasn't forcing him to do much on the defensive side. You don't have to worry about that with Steph Curry. You don't have to worry about is 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 Steph Curry going to make Kyle Lowry work? Not to mention, who are they going to put Kyle Lowry on if Steph Curry goes off? Steph Curry, I believe, is averaging like 36 points. At least he did last round. 36 points last round. 36 and a half, I think. Points. Last round. You think Kyle Lowry stopping 36 and a half points? Especially if, if if Durant's not there. Now I said this last podcast. I'm gonna just I'm gonna just say it again. No, Golden State is not better without Kevin Durant. They are a little different, but they are not better. But Kyle, but but think about it. Say you move Kawhi Leonard on Steph Curry, neutralizing Steph Curry. Who are you gonna put uh, Kyle Lowry on? Clay Thompson, six seven Clay Thompson. Say Clay Thompson starts going off. You got to put Kawhi Leonard on uh, Clay. Who you who, and you're gonna put? I don't know Danny Green on Steph Curry. You can put Kyle Lowry on Draymond Green, Alonzo McKinney, or was it Andre Andre Gudala? This is a bad matchup <laughs> for for Toronto. I'm gonna be surprised if this game if this series goes longer than six. Which means it can go seven. <laughs> I'll actually be surprised if it goes six. I have Warriors in six, but that is out of respect to Toronto. Because Toronto still does have home court advantage. I will be highly, highly surprised if this goes longer than five games. But like I said, I, I said Warriors and six just out of pure respect for Toronto. But I'm excited, man. This is the NBA Finals. This is what the two best teams in the league are going up against each other. And I wish Kevin Durant was completely healthy because it could be the two top players or three top players in the league right now. Or three out of four, you know what I mean? I'm not going to disrespect LeBron, but he, you know, he had a, he had a down year, and some players had up years. Kawhi Leonard went crazy. Kevin Durant, like I said to me, he's the he's the best player in the league. Steph Curry's up there. Giannis is up there. Especially after this year, you have to say James Harden's up there. So that the the the, the best five is 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 murky. You can, it's always a debate that can be had, but. I'm excited. I'm excited to see how Toronto is going to scheme against Golden State. I'm excited to see how Golden State is going to scheme against Toronto without Kevin Durant. So you're probably going to have to put Draymond Green or Klay Thompson on a Kawhi Leonard, and that's going that's that's going to be something. That's a sight to see. Kawhi Leonard didn't struggle against Giannis. What the fuck he's going to do? With, <laughs> what do you think Draymond Green is going to do? 
so again, this is this is something I want, and, and that's no slight to to Draymond Green. I'm just saying, if you if you ten out of ten people will say Giannis is better than Draymond Green. All I'm saying, but I'm excited. I'm excited for the NBA Finals. Uh, last week, let me move, let me let me move on. Last week, the NBA put out their all NBA, all defense, and all rookie team. I have absolutely no problems with the rookie team. Team one and team two. I have no problems. This is the first time I think they nailed it exactly how it is. Like there is no, nobody was snubbed. Nobody was left out. Everybody that was on the first team, it was supposed to be on the first team. Everybody that was on the second team, is supposed to be on the second team and not the first. So shouts out to the NBA for getting that correct. They got, I have no quarrels against any of those picks. When you get to the defensive team and the all-NBA team, it gets a little murky. Let me start with the defensive team. I understand it's a regular season award. I really do. And I understand that these votes have been compiled after the regular season. So nothing about the playoffs goes into these decisions, which is why slight, slight rant. Which is why I still think that you should move up. If you're going to do an award show, cool. I get the award show. Do that. But do the award show before the playoffs. Or snub the award show and do like they used to do all the defensive players of years or the MVPs. They got it in front of their home crowd in the playoffs. And if they don't do if they don't make the playoffs then just do a little ceremony for him like they they did now Kevin Durant made the playoffs but like they did with Kevin Durant you know telling his mommy the real MVP or or Steph Curry his his press conferences do it like that why are you doing an award show after the NBA finals they don't make they fumbled the bag on that one but back to what I was saying The all D, I, I get that this is a regular season award, but there is no way, heaven or hell, that a GM will look at Eric Bledsoe and Clay Thompson and say, you know what? Yeah. Eric Bledsoe is a better defender than Clay. There's just no way you can. <laughs> There's, I can't fathom how you would think that. I get that you have to choose a point guard, a shooting guard. Like, you have to choose the position. I get that. But you're really telling me that Eric Blessel's a better defender than Klay Thompson? First of all, this is there, there's a problem that this is Klay Thompson's first all-defensive team, period. When we talk about Golden State, we always talk about how great Klay's defense and how important Klay's defense is and how Klay is one of the best two-way players. Or, yeah, two-way players in the league. Yeah, this is the first time he's made all defense. Now, again, this is nothing against Eric Bledsoe. Eric Bledsoe is a fine defender. But if you want to put him on the second team, I get that. You can do that. But how are you going to put him on the first team and put Klay Thompson on the second team? Not to mention... Let's talk about the snubs. 
for the all-defensive team. How is it that Patrick Beverly didn't make an all-defensive team? Patrick Beverly, all we talk about when we talk about Patrick Beverly is defense. We don't talk about offense. We don't talk about anything else. We don't talk about his passing ability. We don't talk about his shooting ability. We talk about defense. And we talk about his toughness. Yet he didn't make an off-defensive team. And on top of that, how did P.J. Tucker not make an all-defensive team? P.J. Tucker. The the Rock, next to, I guess, Clint Capella, the Rock is best, well, no, the Rock is best on-ball defender. How did he not make the team? Again, I understand you put people like, you know, the question always is, right? The question always is, okay, if you're going to put Patrick Beverly, if you're going to put P.J. Tucker, because nobody really answers this question. Who are you taking off, right? Because we could talk about snubs all day, but who are you taking off? First and foremost, I would have put Clay Thompson on the first team. And Eric Blessed would have been out of here. Eric Blessed would have been replaced by P, uh, by Patrick Beverly. And I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I love Marcus Smart. I love Marcus Smart. I love, well, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't love Marcus Smart at all. I respect Marcus Smart for, for who he is. I respect Marcus Smart. He's a tough player. I don't know why the hell he takes so many goddamn threes. And he can't freaking shoot. But I respect his defense. But the Celtics had an off year, the entire year. The Celtics limped out the gate. In fact, not just out the gate, they limped the whole year. So I don't think you should, yes, Marcus Smart is a solid defender, but especially this year, nah, bruh. Again, I get any other year, Marcus Smart would, would be a great candidate for the for an all-defensive team, but not this year, especially after P.J. Tucker, the, the year P.J. Tucker has. So what I would do is I would take Marcus Smart off. I will put up – right, so this is, what my, this is what my NBA first team defense would be. At the one, it would be Drew Holiday. At the two – it would be Clay Thompson and everybody else they got right. I would have said, you know, Giannis at the three or Gian, uh, Paul George at the three, Giannis at the four, and Rudy Gobert at the five. I, I, I have no problem with that. My all second team would be Patrick Beverly at the one. I guess I'll have to bend the rules a little bit and I'd put PJ Tucker. Joel Embiid, the only reason why I believe that Joel Embiid makes second team instead of first team is how many games he missed due to injury. 
And that's the same thing for Kawhi Leonard. Because honestly, if Kawhi Leonard wanted to play more games, I would have put Kawhi over Paul George. Even though Paul George had a hell of a year. And I definitely would have put Joel Embiid over Rudy Gobert. But again, it's about availability. So Marcus Smart and Eric Blesser would not be on my list. Again, this is I'm not taking away nothing from I'm not saying that they're not great defenders, but especially this year, I think that um PJ Tucker and Patrick Beverly were a lot more deserving, if you ask me. And let's get to my all NBA teams, man. This is all right. I understand. And a lot of NBA players understand the honor it is to be on the All-NBA team. And I and they understand the 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 privilege it is to to be named 15 of the top players in the entire league is is incredible. But this is what I don't like. And I understand that the the CBA or the Players Association or whatever it's called voted and, and approved this, but this is what I don't like. I don't like that money, your money can be affected by making or not making All-NBA team. Klay Thompson didn't make all NBA team this year and lost 30 million. 30 million. I ain't saying $30. I ain't saying $300. He lost $30 million. Carl Anthony Towns lost, I believe, $32 million, I believe. Bradley Beal lost out on being a Supermax. So I think he lost about 30 to 40 million dollars. I understand that most of these players make huge money. Most. All these players make huge money. I get that. But I don't feel that it's it's, it's, it's odd to me. And it, it, it kind of, it's like irky, you know what I mean? That my your money can be affected by somebody else voting. Somebody else, by the way, who doesn't even play. Some of them never played. Then you get the, oh, maybe he had, because you don't know. You can have the, oh, maybe he has something against me. Even then, that shouldn't affect your money. Period. I get that some players deserve to be on the All-NBA team and some players don't. I get that. But don't have a check. I think that if Golden State wanted to pay Klay Thompson the Supermax and it still fit within the luxury tax and, and whatever that is, they should be able to do that. He shouldn't lose out $30 million just because Tim from Iowa and Skip Bayless didn't vote him in the All-NBA team. That's just not right to me. That's not right at all. 
but getting but but let's just talk about the All NBA team first. So the first team, All NBA first team, was go uh, Steph Curry, James Harden, Paul George, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Nikola jo- Nikola Jokic. Uh, I don't I don't have a problem with it. Um, I might put Joel Embiid over Jokic. However, it goes back to the All Defensive Team. Joel Embiid didn't miss miss a considerable amount of games due to injury and Jokic was a lot more available I don't think he missed more than 10 games I'm not don't fact check me but I don't think so I have I have no problem with that Paul George is in is in third you know in the running for MVP so I I wouldn't I wouldn't have changed that at all you're not James Harden and Giannis is one and two and Curry is the best point guard in the league so I have no problem with the first team Second team, Kawhi, uh, Kawhi Leonard, Kyrie Irving, Damian Lillard, Kevin Durant, Joel Embiid. I have absolutely no problems with the second team. People are saying, how can you not put Kevin Durant in the first team? Or how can you not put Kawhi Leonard in the first team? But they're better than Paul George. I get that. But this is a regular season award. And Paul George had one of the best regular – he had – by far his best regular season by far hell like i said he's 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 in the he's he's in the running for mvp this year i don't think he's gonna make it or win it but he he's he finished top three you have to reward that with all nba team that that just that just nah the third team timber walker russell westbrook blake griffin LeBron James and Rudy Gobert. I have absolutely no problems with the third team. Kimball Walker was hooping this year. Yes, I understand that the Charlotte Hornets didn't make the playoffs and they weren't even really close to making the playoffs. But I'll sit. Can you name me? Charlotte Hornets starting five. I'll wait. Kimball played with bums. You played with a washed up Nicholas Platoon. You played with a Jeremy Lamb who nobody wants. He played with a Miles Bridges who all he can really do is dunk. He played with a Marvin Williams who's old as hell. A Michael Kidd Gilchrist who can't... Who... We talk about how Ben Simmons can't shoot, right? Mark Michael K. Gilchrist has been in the league longer than Ben Simmons and still can't shoot. Kimball Walker hoop, bro. I have no problem with Russell Westbrook. This is the third year in a row, I believe. He's averaging a triple-double, which is incredible in and of itself. I didn't think somebody can do it one year, let alone three years in a row. You have to give it to LeBron James. LeBron James is, is still arguably the best player in the world. And even though he was down, what, 18 games, he was still hooping every time he was on the court. Yes, the Lakers did not make the playoffs. They did fail expectations miserably this year. But yeah, LeBron on court. Now, LeBron might have definitely had something to do with the chemistry problems. But on court, LeBron James did his thing. Did his thing to the utmost. 
Rudy Gobert. Mm. Now, I did say I have absolutely no problem with 13, but I might have a problem putting Rudy Gobert on the 13. Carl Anthony Towns, even, even amidst all the stuff that happened with Jimmy Butler and playing alongside Andrew Wiggins, who hasn't improved at all in his NBA career. And he was a, what, number one pick? I might have put Carl Anthony Towns in the in the third team center spot. I have no problem with Blake Griffin. I know a lot of people didn't watch Blake Griffin. Um, didn't watch Blake Griffin at all because he was in Detroit. But Blake Griffin had a hell of a year. Blake Griffin had a career year. Blake, I'm, I'm, I am actually happy that they put Blake Griffin on the third team. I really am. But like I said, I don't, I don't, I would have put Carl Anthony Towns over Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert most definitely deserved to be on All NBA first team defense, but I don't know about All NBA period. And that gets me to my snubs, man. I don't, I look. If you want to argue that Clay Thompson deserved to be in it, I don't think he did. Yes, he had an incredible year, and there's not too many shooting guards that I would have put over Clay Thompson. But Clay Thompson did have a down year. In fact, the whole Golden State had a down year, which is understandable because they're playing for the playoffs. You see, Golden State got incredibly better in the playoffs because they're playing, like Draymond Green said, there's playoff, there's a. There's 82-game players and there's 16-game players. Golden State, the whole team is six. Well, the important piece on the team are 16-game players. Yes, Klay Thompson is still one of the best two-way guards in the league. But I'm especially this year, I'm not putting him over a Kimball Walker who balled out for Charlotte. I'm not putting him over a Russell Westbrook who aver- averaged, yet again, another triple-double. And that goes to my other, I don't know if I want to call him a snub because I can argue that Kimball Walker and Bradley Bills in the same boat, as in their teams, you know, Washington was hit with injuries from John Wall to Dwight Howard. They were, they were riddled with injury and Bradley Bill had to step up and he was available most if not all the games so if you want to take somebody out i would i could take out kimba and put in bradley bill i I could do that and i'll have no problem with that either because like i said they're pretty much in the same predicament both all-stars both balled out for a team that needed them the most especially like i said go you know uh washington injury bug charlotte the team just sucks But, the, the, again, the biggest problem that I have with all this is the money stipulation. Just because, say I was a voter and I had a problem with Kyrie Irving. And I, I say, you know what, I don't like the way Kyrie Irving leads. So I'm not even going to vote him on any team. And a lot of other people feel the same way. And Kyrie Irving doesn't make 
All-NBA team. Kyrie Irving then shouldn't lose out on a Supermax or Kyrie Irving shouldn't lose out on 30, 40, 50 million dollars just because I have a personal vendetta against him. That just doesn't that just doesn't work for me. Again, I think a team if you want to pay if if, if Golden State wants to pay Klay Thompson 20 20 224 million dollars go right ahead of course it has to fit within you know the luxury and the team and all that shit i do go right ahead but they shouldn't now not be able to do it because clay thompson didn't get voted into an all nba you know all nba team or if golden state i mean uh if washington wants to pay bradley bill 230 million dollars go right ahead Shoot. Just just because I don't vote him in doesn't mean he's not deserving. And that's that's all. That's my biggest problem with all the NBA, like all NBA, all defense, all rookie. Well, it's not really all rookie, but all defense and all NBA team. It just it doesn't work for me. I don't think money should be should be tied to money shouldn't be tied to other people's opinions. Again, these are voted on. It's not like computer generated. These are voted on awards. Somebody felt Steph Curry and James Harden deserved to be on the first team, which I believe they did, and they voted them on. Somebody didn't feel that didn't feel that Bradley Bill or Clay Thompson should have been on the team, and now they're not. Or or Carl Anthony Towns should be on the team, and now they're not. And because of that, they're losing out on millions upon millions of dollars. I don't think that's right. I don't think that's right at all, man. I don't think that's right. Another news. Another news. Oh, another news. Jawan Howard, member one of the original, one of the Fab Five members. Signs a five-year deal to coach Michigan. And this is huge, man. This is huge for basketball as a whole, especially college basketball. We all know, well, if people that's followed basketball know that the running, first of all, we know how important Fab Five was to the NBA. Before, or or the basketball in general. Before the Fab Five, we were still wearing short shorts. We were We could only wear white socks at home, I believe. I think you can wear black socks away, but at home you can only wear white socks. And that and 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 the the Fab Five brought a level of swag, a level of I don't want to say street because because people might take that the wrong way. Just a level of swag to the game. A, a couple of Detroit kids. That were better than half, if not most of the college. Ba- they were better than most of seniors. I think I don't know. I, th- I don't know who said it last night, and I was watching. But if you look at all the teams that the Fab Five lost to in their two-year run that they were all together, the teams that they lost to went on to win the national championship. Whether that was North Carolina. Whether that was Duke, they went on to lose. They went on to win the national championship. So that really shows you, even as freshmen and sophomores, how good the Fab Five was. 
And for people that know, the Fab Five in Michigan has had a rocky relationship. Of course, we know about the whole uh, court scandals and and people paying the Fab Five allegedly. Uh, and we know about Fab Five, you know, Michigan pretty much taking down the Fab Five banners and trying to, you know, not trying. They pretty much erased the Fab Five from their history, even though everybody knows about the Fab Five. And everybody still, when you talk about Michigan, all they talk about is two things. They talk about the Michigan rivalry against Ohio State. And they also talk about the Fab Five. But we're not going to go there. But Michigan pretty much did everything in their power to erase the Fab Five from their history. Taking down the banners, wiping away their their championship appearances, pretty much wiping their names out of the Michigan, out of their like they didn't even put their they're not not one of them are in the uh, Michigan Hall of Fame, and they were the best Michigan unit that they've ever had. And we all know about the feud that Jalen Rose and Chris Webber had has has had over the years. Chris Webber lied to the courts, which really severed ties against Michigan and the Fab Five. And I think that's what really, you know, rubbed everybody the wrong way. So with Juwan Howard getting the getting the nod or getting getting the, the five year deal Jalen Rose already come out and say this is going to sever ties. I mean, this is going to mend ties with not only Jalen Rose uh, and Chris Webber, but the entire Fab Five. And not only the entire Fab Five within themselves, but the Fab Five and the University of Michigan. You can't have a Fab Five member coaching your team and still not acknowledge the Fab Five. I don't care. That is insane to me. That's like putting a piece of chocolate cake next to you, knowing that you're addicted to chocolate cake. You putting you putting you willingly putting it next to you and and trying your hardest not to acknowledge it. I think that Michigan made the best decision in bringing on uh, Jawan Howard. That's nothing against um what's his name John Beeline. That's nothing against him. Hell, he 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 took. Michigan to two championships in the last five years. But Jalen Rose says something that was key, and I didn't even know. Out of John Beeline's entire tenure, zero All-Americans have played for Michigan. Zero. That's definitely going to change with Jawan Howard. Jawan Howard is, you know, he's, he's won championships with the Heat. As not only a player, but as a as a coach. He knows about championship pedigree playing with or or being under Pat Riley and Eric Spolstra. Of course, if not pretty much all of the Fab Five have said that out of out of the whole crew, Jawan Howard was the most adult. It was the most mature out of the Fab Five. So I think Michigan, uh, Michigan made a made a great great choice, and I think it's not only going to help Michigan both in recruiting, but like I said, it, it, it's going to put Michigan back on the map. As in, people are going to respect them a lot more because they were able to bring back the Fab Five and and mend that relationship and start to recruit. 
people people know about the fat five. I mean, we've all seen the thirty for thirty. People and a lot of you know people that are a little older that lived through that period know how important, how intricate the fat five is. We wouldn't be wearing black socks if it wasn't for the fat five. We wouldn't be wearing long you know long shorts if it wasn't for the fat five. We we wouldn't. Michigan wouldn't be or or, or the fat five. It was culturally so important to basketball and to bring Juwan Howard back Michigan did absolutely the right thing absolutely so shouts out to Michigan um let me switch to this uh the Stanley Cup playoff or Stanley Cup finals starts tonight in fact <laughs> by the time I drop this is going to be an hour in so because I'm doing this uh in the morning St. Louis Blues and the Boston Bruins will be playing for the Stanley Cup in the Stanley Cup Finals. I remember last time, I don't remember because I wasn't alive, but the last time St. Louis and Boston played in the Stanley Cup, Boston won, of course. And that's who I'm choosing to win this year. See, the thing about Boston, history... History matters, you know. Boston has had one of, if not the greatest, history when it comes to hockey. Boston damn near is always Boston or Boston, Chicago or Pittsburgh. One of them three are always, always playing for a Stanley Cup. I respect the hell out of Boston, man. And (laughs) while St. Louis is a great team, both teams are fast. Both teams are physical. Both teams have, you know, have key players. But Boston's been there and done that, you know. Kind of like Golden State and, and Toronto. Golden State has that been there. Been there, you know, been there, done that. So we know what it takes. Outside of Danny Green, Sergi Baca, and Danny Green, Sergi Baca, and uh, Kawhi Leonard, nobody else on Toronto knows about the finals. Hell, they didn't even know about the well, except they didn't, some of them knew about the conference finals, but none of them know about the finals. That's why. I, that's another reason why I think Golden State is going to win quite easily. They know. They know what it takes. Toronto. Almost folded a couple of times against Milwaukee in the Eastern Conference Finals, and Milwaukee's not better than Golden State. And it, and it's the same for the Boston Brewers and St. Louis Blues. St. Louis, like I said, they're, they're probably one of the fastest teams in hockey, and Boston's one of the most physical teams in hockey. But it uh, it also does come down to Boston's been there and done that. Boston knows. Yeah, while some of the players, most of the players is new, but Boston knows what it takes to make it and win a Stanley Cup. St. Louis has been there, but not in a while. Last time they've been there, TVs were in black, pictures were in black and white. So, I think Boston will win. I'm not going to say easily because I'm not going to, I'm not going to disrespect, uh, I'm not going to disrespect St. Louis. 
And and and, and, and all right, let me just I'm gonna just keep it. Up. I'm gonna just I'm gonna just be real with you. <laughs> I don't watch hockey like that. I might watch a game or two out of the Stanley Cup playoffs. So I'm not about to sit here and I'm not about to sit here and say say that I I'm an expert in hockey cuz I'm sure as hell not. Ah! <laughs> one of my uh one of my cups fell. Sorry guys. But I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm an expert. What I will say is I do watch occasionally and I do know about experience. That is a real thing in sports. Experience is a real. You saw that against, and I hate to keep bringing it back to basketball, but you saw that against, um, you saw that against, Oh, the uh the Toronto Raptors and the and the Milwaukee Bucks. Experience won out. Kawhi Leonard is more experienced than Giannis and it showed. And that's what I think is gonna that's why I think Boston is going to win in the Stanley Cup finals against St. Louis Blues. I got Boston and Sure, I got because Boston's been running through people, dog. I got Boston in five, honestly. They've been running through teams. Yeah, Boston in five. Before I go, actually, two things before I go. Usually I do an unpopular topic of the week, but I'm actually going to save that for, I believe, next week. What's today? Yeah, definitely next week. Cause I have a big announcement, big announcement this week. <laughs> I know I say I always have an announcement coming, but I have a big announcement in real life. Like I have a big announcement. I'm I, my, my announcement will come on Wednesday, big announcement on Wednesday for people that's listening to this big announcement on Wednesday. But before I go, the WNBA started, I believe two days ago and it sucks. And I, we talked about this a couple, couple episodes ago, but a lot of key players are out. Alea Deladon's out right now. Uh, Maya Moore is not playing for personal reasons. Um, Liz Cambridge ain't playing. Uh, Sue Bird's out. Brianna Stewart's out. Dana Taurasi. Like, a lot of key players are out. And that's a lot of them out because they got injured either overseas. They got injured doing something else. Because they had to. And we're not going to get into a conversation about what WNBA women deserve and don't deserve. I've talked about that ad nauseum. I've had guests on. I've had uh, Jasmine Brown. First of all, shouts out to Jasmine Brown for snagging a job at ESPN, man. You know, she was my first guest on the show. So definitely, definitely much love to uh, Jasmine. I wish her nothing but the best of luck. And... Yeah, man, she, she she's doing big things again. She was definitely she was my first guest. She was the first time I, I for I'm not about to go into a long sentiment thing, but shouts out Jasmine for you know getting the job at ESPN. But the WNBA started, uh, and a lot of people have the 
the ace, the aces, the LA aces, or no, Las Vegas aces, or whatever. Fuck it, yeah, <laughs> winning it. Wish, wish they have Liz Cambridge. They have uh, Asia Wilson. They have Kelsey Plum. They have a squad. They have a squad. And I think Washington, not not just because I'm from Washington, but I think Washington has a good chance. Of course, they did get blown out the first game, but we were missing four players. So, you know, when Deladon gets back and Tulliver and Clout, like I think the Mystics have a chance. Of course, I think they had the poll came out and said Deladon is favored to win MVP, which he should with Maya Moore out with uh Diana Taurasi out um with the Bumike with 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 you know with the Sparks their their cluster of talent as well as the Aces cluster of talent I think that Elena has a huge chance and huge shot of of winning it as in the MVP um this is this is this this is exciting. I don't think I talked about this, but I I should that you know about the the WNBA new deal where most of their games are going to be on either ABC or ESPN now, which is which is huge for the game of women's basketball. You know, it is really we're really starting. This is the age. This is the age where women should be getting should get more respect, and women are starting to get more respect. And shouts out to the WNBA, shouts out to ABC, shouts out to ESPN. They're they're starting to really put forth the effort to publicize and to give us as fans, basketball fans, the WNBA. Hell, the, 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 the Aces game was packed yesterday. I think it was a sold out crowd. So... You know, shouts out to the WNBA. I'm gonna be excited. Uh, I have, you know, I'm, I'm go down with the ship. I have the Washington Mystics winning it all. I think the Washington Mystics and I don't know if they're in the, they shouldn't be in the same conference. So Washington Mystics and the Aces in the finals. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. The Washington Mystics and the Aces. I'm not taking away, and I'm not, I'm not forgetting about Phoenix. They still have Brittany Griner. Uh, I'm not forgetting about the Sparks. They have both the Bumake sisters as well as um, what's her name, uh, Candace Parker, but and Odyssey Sims, by the way. Uh, and I would say Seattle, but the loss to Brianna Stewart is huge to me. So right now, I have the I have the um, the Mystics and the Aces in the finals. You're here first. What's today? Today is March, May 27th. May 27th, I have the Washington Mystics and the Aces going to the championship. So you cannot say I joined the bandwagon early. I mean, late. It's definitely early. Um, Again, I usually do an unpopular topic of the week and the game of the week. The game of the week. In fact, let, let, me, let me do that. I'm not going to do an unpopular topic of the week, but let's get to the game of the week. Game blouses. I call game. Expect the game. It's game time. no It's the game of the week. So the game of the week is simple to me. Thursday, NBA final start. Golden State Warriors 
will be away or will be in Toronto to go against the Toronto Raptors. This game is huge because the Raptors have a huge window. First of all, the Raptors made it to the finals. So that's a huge window in and of itself. But you have a huge window going against a Golden State team without their best player in Kevin Durant. Kawhi Leonard doesn't have to work as much uh, because Kevin Durant is a is a handful, as we know. And while I, I'm not taking anything away from Steph Curry, hell, he's one of my favorite players. But Steph Curry is isn't, and I'm keeping it a bean. Steph Curry is not better than Kevin Durant. So this is a window, man. I think that the game that. Boston, I mean, that Toronto needs to win is game one. I think game one does something to their psyche. I don't think that it does something to Golden State psyche as much as it does to Toronto psyche. Toronto struggled mightily with Milwaukee. They won, and, and they did win in six games, but don't let those six, they were down pretty much every six, every, all six games. So I think they need that all-around complete because they the last time they had an all-around complete game they blew out uh, they blew out Milwaukee. I think that was game four. They need game one. They need game one for their psyche, if you ask me. And I think if they don't get game one or they lose game one badly, this is going to be a quick series. I think if they win game one close. It's, it's still going to be quick, but not as quick as it would be if they lost. Now, if they get blown out, yeah, this 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 series might 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 be done in four. Because Demarcus Cousins might be coming back as well. So, my game of the week is Thursday. I believe they play at eight o'clock in Toronto, NBA Finals. Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green against Kawhi Leonard, Kyle Lowry, Pascal Siakam. And there you have it again, man. I usually do an unpopular topic of the week, but I'm going to save that for next week. I have a huge announcement coming Wednesday. There's an announcement coming Wednesday. Wednesday on all my social media sites. That is Instagram. That is Twitter. That's Facebook. All the sites, all my, you know, all my social media sites, the links are in the bio. Stay tuned for my announcement. Again, I want to thank you guys for continuing to rock with me. This is episode 50. Man, uh, I, I told y'all before, but there was a study that came out saying that most podcasts don't make it past episode three. I don't have the most I mean, y'all, y'all can see. I don't have the most views. I don't, I don't, I don't get too much, too many. You know, not a lot of people listen, but I don't do that. You know, I do this for an audience of one. I do this for myself. I do this because I love doing it. I love talking about sports. Who in the hell you know has an hour-long podcast by himself? Sometimes I have guests. Sometimes I don't. By himself, just talking about sports because I just love doing it, and I love. I love, I love that you guys, for the for the many many people that are still here or that are here, I appreciate the support. I really, 
really appreciate it. I appreciate you, you know, the, the, the texts I get, good job, or the questions that I get, or the, the photos that people send to me listening to the podcast, or the the calls i get hey man good episode this week man i appreciate it i really do i I appreciate the love i appreciate you taking time out of your busy day just to even click on you don't even have to listen to the whole thing just to click on it i appreciate it immensely this is episode 50 hopefully there's 150,000 more i appreciate you guys support please subscribe subscribe however you listen to it whether that's youtube soundcloud itunes uh spotify stitcher tune in google play please subscribe that would mean the world to me and it, and it means the world to me that you again that you guys even listen so again episode 50 i am proud of myself i am proud of myself uh and stay tuned for my huge announcement on wednesday in two days uh i think that's it this is the unpopular podcast this your boy jalen and until next time much love